you have a good time at A135? I did. I thought the music was beautiful, um, and the art displayed out front was great. So big shout out to everybody who participated. I'm really looking forward to what the next one looks like, too. Yeah, I mean, I think we learned a lot, and it worked. Like, it was, like, really good. And, yeah, you're right. Adam Randall was incredible. The artists were incredible. Nick, um, just junior. It was so great. Uh, All of the artwork, uh, everyone coming out. I think, yeah, I, I was very happy with it. And, again, like you said, like... It's 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 incredible to see what this will shape into. Right. Like the, to think of that at scale, that growing, um, very exciting. For those of you just joining us, welcome to Tampa Talk. It's June second. I'm John, and I'm Dahlia. Thank you for joining us. All right, what are we talking about? So the Yingling Draft House and Kitchen are opening finally, and so this has been delayed a lot due to COVID, supply chain issues, whatever it might be. But they officially held their ribbon cutting ceremony and are going to be opening later in June. And the brewery will include uh, five bars, three inside and two outside, private dining, conference rooms, gift shop, and a 12,000 and change square foot restaurant. So I'm really pumped. It's right down the street. So I look forward to seeing it. Yeah, I pass it all the time driving home. I was really bummed that I missed the ribbon cutting. I actually called someone who was at it. I called him for another reason. He's like, oh, are you coming to this? And I'm like, "Mm." No, what? No, I didn't know. And uh, yeah, so I didn't. I didn't know. I did have other stuff going on, um, but it sounded like they had a good time getting to getting to scout it out a little bit. Yeah, and the article that we shared has photos of what the inside looks like. So be sure to check that out if you if you're interested. Nice. Also, more news or the story unfolds with re- uh, reference to the FBI search on Lynn Hertak's home, and so the warrant was under her husband's name, Tim Burke, and ultimately more we've gotten more information in that there was some letter um that they issued that insinuates that the investigation is in a matter that relates to um unaired video from tucker carlson's show which was a former primetime host the network dropped in april and uh computer hacks in general at fox news and so um it didn't specifically name burke but it did reference that that was what the investigation or that is what the search was linked to interesting yeah so more well i know i know a bunch of folks that voted for lynn that wanted everyone to just to be echoing that this had this is her husband and yeah. her husband's business and her husband's thing and uh were concerned with her her tech being named in all of these articles mm-hmm. where it was but she's married to him and it, it it was her house and that does make a good headline yeah exactly <laughs> um but it looks like more and more of the information is coming out now so in other Tampa news, the a UT grad who's become a self-made entrepreneur is nominated in Forbes 30 Under 30, and specifically for her uh, show called Behind the Bay, which she started as a way to promote entrepreneurship in the Tampa Bay area. And so it was a really great article. It highlighted a, the first business that she worked with, which was a uh, artesian seafood grocer over in Safety Harbor, and is actually going to be potentially moving to the Ebor area thanks to Kelsey and her work with Behind the Bay and kind of connections that she's brought them. So I had heard about this TV show and I'm really looking forward to looking Yeah, it, it seems like a really intriguing idea. Now, were they opening a second location, do you remember, or are they moving? Opening a second location. Yeah, I thought, I thought so. I thought they were scaling up a little bit. And they did, at least in the interview, kind of credit her a little bit with, like, I guess, some of the interest that she, like, were drummed up because of getting on the show that she put together, which is really incredible. 
Yeah. So if you haven't checked it out already, check out Behind the Bay and learn about local entrepreneurship right here in Tampa Bay. Um, well, a bunch of people got uh, arrested over the weekend. Yes, they did. So on Operation Safe and Sound over Memorial Day weekend, so the 26th and the 29th, um, 65 DUI arrests were made, 135 citations and 35 other arrests. By the way, 1,100 plus stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they were out there. And I mean, this is, I think a couple weeks ago, we talked about the 100 deadliest days of summer and how um, now that, you know, kids are out of school and yeah. summertime, people get a little crazy. And so there's a lot of danger out there. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know, to me, seeing 65 DUI arrests, the fact that that many drunk drivers are on the road is kind of uh, or caught. <laughs> right. That's a small fraction, yeah. actually. And yeah, I mean, Memorial Day weekend is prime time. They weren't wrong. What They called it Operation Safe and Sound, right? Yeah. Or Safe and Sober? Safe and Sound. Oh, it was called that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Safe and Sound. Uh, but yeah, I mean, people are out acting a fool. Um, something most of them were in cars, a handful in boats. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's that many people that, you know, potentially weren't hit by drunk drivers. Right. No. And actually, one of the stories is, unfortunately, a drunk driver that hit a cop car. So uh, that was oh, really yeah, yeah. out of the sea. <laughs> yeah. So that was easy to catch. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I think uh, this article kind of. Um, I wanted to make sure I include, so as we're talking about Tampa's Pride being canceled this year, um, there are other Pride events happening in Tampa Bay. And so um, I thought this was a cool fact that the article pointed out, and that was that the reason that Pride is month is June is that in 1969, um, patrons and drag performers at the Stonewall Inn in New York City staged an uprising to resist their police harassment and persecution of LGBTQ Americans. And so this uprising is what led to the outlaw of discriminatory laws and practices and is why June is Pride Month. And so the actual article shares a bunch of different Pride events in Tampa Bay, largest happening in St. Pete. Um, but I thought that was a cool fact as to why do we have these months and, you know, who are they attributed to for what reason? So if you didn't know that, now you know. And we're, I mean, at least at the city level, still dealing with laws that are um, potentially leading to some sort of persecution, at least for the city not being able to do this. Of course, Tampa saying it's all good. We just can't actually run it as a municipality. Right. Yeah. Um, and then St. Pete always does it huge. Yeah. Always does yeah. it huge. Yeah. So yeah, and I bet a lot of the events are there. Yeah. And they have like flag raising. It's a whole month. It's, uh, yep. it's, it's kicking off Big right deal. this weekend. So it, um, if it's something you want to go check out or support, um, go check it out. And there's uh, like I said, numerous events to go be a part of. Um, and then another piece of news, I actually saw this at my gym when I was working out on the TV. And so it caught my eye because uh, I'm familiar with Enterprising Latinas, yep. um, which is an organization down in Waimama. And uh, essentially, they've been denied basically, I guess, some recurring funding that they usually get. So um, it was a Hillsborough County Commissioner um, budget grant. And uh, in the past, they've received it for a community development block grant. And we're disappointed because they um, weren't essentially provided for this one, this funding cycle that was intended to go towards uh, repaving their parking lot, connecting water lines to the buildings and creating an outdoor event space um, for enterprising Latinas. Hillsborough County Commissioner Joshua Wastel commented that he voted no because he wants to make sure that the county gives to all organizations and that it's being used in the best way possible and kind of just cited the fact that the actual grant application is pretty um basic and he wants to see that the count the commissioners improve 
um, the process as to how people apply for the grants. So they are being, they're using the funds in the best way possible. Yeah, I know some people attached to the organization that were really upset about this news. I mean, it's a large sum of money, I believe, but they, uh, they are determined. They're like, cool, we're going to be unwavering and we're going to continue to press forward. It is going to suck though, because we can't do some of these projects that we right. need to do in terms of the infrastructure here. Um, but they will press on and continue to be enterprising. Um, and, uh, and Latina. Yeah. Um, um, and Latina. <laughs> um, yeah, all the best to them. Uh, they've done some great work. I know some people that have been touched by the organization and, and really credited to making them the, the women that they are today. Um, otherwise, in events this weekend and into um, next week, we have the Wells' very own Down the Rabbit Hole Web 3 workshop. John, do you want to? Give yeah. listeners some details. Yeah, well, so we've been writing, you know, uh, 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 in our Word on the Streets newsletter, we've been writing a Down the Rabbit Hole series for the last, like, almost two years now. It's been about, I'd say, close to that. Anyway, since we started it. And we are um, realizing that some folks really just need hands-on instruction. Um, also, it's an excuse to get together and do some stuff. And so this is going to be a workshop, kind of intro to Web3, blockchain. Um, but these aren't just buzzwords. We want to make a little bit of a case and answer some of the, some of your questions about why Wellbuilt Cities is thinking these are really important technologies that might pertain to community development, organizing of human beings, um, financial inclusion. We want to kind of make a bit of a case for that. But then we're not just going to talk. We're going to get our hands dirty well, we're going to get our hands on the keyboards. And uh, and so bring your laptops, bring your computers. Um, there is in the email that went out, there is a uh, Eventbrite that you can go to. It'll probably also be linked uh, here in the show notes. But um, it is $50 if you know someone that has a Jolly Roger, um, which, by the way, are still available minting at webbuilt.city slash Jolly Roger. Jolly Rogers get in for free. And they also have uh, discount codes that'll give you $10 off. Um, but there is an expense to running this uh, workshop and you will walk away with experience and tokens and um, value. So uh, it is, uh, it's a four hour session. Really encourage you guys to come and invite your friends. But if this is a space that you've been like confused about or have questions about, um, we're gonna block off this time uh, Saturday to dig into it together. Great. Yeah. Uh, and the NFTs, I think, are really cool. So I look forward to people seeing them as well. Um, in other news, next weekend, the Tampa Bay Caribbean Heritage Festival will be taking place from Saturday, June 10th at from 2 to 8 p.m. over at University Park, um, which is on 22nd and Fletcher. And so this event is put on by a partner of ours called Can Do. And I've heard it's a blast. Um, tickets are 20 bucks. Um, I think they have levels to that as well. John, you went last year or? No, I didn't. I oh, you didn't make it either, but I've heard it's a blast. And so yeah, I'm really too. looking forward to it um, next weekend and be sure to buy your ticket because they look like they're selling out pretty fast. Um, and then this next event is actually something that happens every weekend. But uh, when I was in Ebor the other day, I walked by and thought that this was a really cool addition to 7th Street. And that is the um, Screen Door Micro Cinema. And so this is in the Crest Building over there. Um, on 7th and they're showing like I don't know if independent films is the right way to uh, say it um, Thursdays through Sundays 
every single weekend and it's a different show um tickets are only like 10 bucks so it's the same as going to a regular movie theater if not less um and you're seeing independent films in a really cool venue in my favorite part of tampa so uh, if uh you haven't checked it out already be sure to check out screen door micro cinema right there on 7th ave um their shows run thursday at 7 30 friday at 7 30 sundays at 3 30 and saturdays at 7 30 it was a weird order um Seven thirty every day was Sunday, yeah. the afternoon, matinees on Sundays. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I'll be checking them out and hope to maybe catch other people there. Love it. Uh, so, guys, other than that, we just want to encourage you to please comment, rate, share Tampa Talk and Word on the Streets. Um, we're going to be out at Harvest Hope uh, this morning, ten thirty to twelve. Also at Ebor Garden, which is now earlier. Is that correct? Yes, nine to eleven. We'll be there from 9 to 11. All right. Well, that's what we're talking about, everyone. And thank you for joining us. Until next time. Y'all be good.